What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Winter Wonderland. Yes, it is technically still winter, but spring has sprung. Pitchers and catchers have reported official workouts have begun, and we still are wondering where, well, like a hundred plus free agents will land by the time the season starts, if they land anywhere. But that's beside the point. Today on the show, I'm very excited to welcome the one and only Polo Asensio, who is the play-by-play -play broadcaster for the Spanish broadcast for the St. Louis Cardinals, which is something that we've seen more and more of over the last couple of years. Polo is a great follow on social media. You should make sure that you're following him, but also he's an important part of what the Cardinals are doing to try to engage more and more fans. And with the Cardinals headed to Mexico this spring, I thought it was a great time to bring Polo onto the show and talk to him about what he expects in 2019. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. It's uh, one of those things where you see people on social media, then you get a chance to talk in sort of in person, thanks to technology. And I'm excited <laughs> to have this conversation with you. I am extremely excited. Thank you for the chance. Thank you for the opportunity. I mean, I, I see what you guys do and, and, and I love it. I, I'm new to, to, to San Luis, so anything I can pick up from people that actually been there before me, obviously, almost. Everybody right now has been there before me. Hopefully in a few years, somebody says, hey, I, I'm learning from Polo because he was here. But it, this, to me, this is not only more than an interview. It's I always consider it as chats. Even when I talk to players, when I talk to anybody, more than an interview is like a, it's a learning process for everybody. You, I learned a little bit from you. You're going to learn a little bit from me. And from there, we, we can all be a happy family. I mean, it rhymed. I didn't mean to, to rhyme, but it, it did. <laughs> Just works out that way sometimes. Um, yes. Before we dive into baseball, I got to start with yes. this. You saw the conversation I had with Brad Thompson. Yes. Talked a little bit of boy bands there. There seems yes. to be a, a slightly um, growing sense that you wish you would have been named as one of Brad Thompson's boy band picks. You know, Brad and I have a love-hate relationship. Uh, when I met him, I mean, good-looking guy. I'm, I'm, I'm man enough to admit that he's a good-looking guy. I, I, was, I was like, whoa, Brad Thompson, you know, me being a, a, a baseball fan, I knew who he was. He, he says he knew who I was. I'm like, I, I'm going to believe it, right? But, uh, but going to the, to the boy band thing, uh, my history with boy bands, starts when I was about six years old in Tijuana, Mexico, where I'm from. My sister, Maricela, she was a huge fan of Menudo. If you guys never heard of the boy band Menudo, that is the boy band. 125,000 fans everywhere they went. And they are from Puerto Rico. And this is a, a conversation I've had with Benji, uh, my, my, my sidekick on the Spanish broadcast for the Cardinals, and obviously with, with Yari. When I was a kid, being born in Mexico, you are not qualified to be in Menudo because you needed to be from Puerto Rico to be uh -huh. in that boy band. And the one thing that's that's different from Menudo than any other boy band, the kids started being part of the Menudo about 12, 13, and they will go on until their, their voice started to crack. Mm. So when they became teenagers or, 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 uh, or adults at 16, 17, they will 
Polo, you're done because your voice is changing. You're not a boy, you're a man. And they bring somebody else in. Ah. So that's that's how that boy band, it was always a boy band. So that's how it started. It was back in 1981. So Brad, as you can see, my boy band fandom goes back probably before you were even born. I mean, the, the, the guy is what, like 38? So probably around there. And then from Menudo went on and on and on from, you know, Backstreet Boys, well, obviously first New Kids on the Block. And then, uh, um, of course, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and all the new ones, One Direction, of course. But then before One Direction, the Jonas Brothers, come on. I mean, the Jonas Brothers, the Joe Bros, who doesn't like the Jonas Brothers? And of course, the one hit wonder, Umbop, the Handsome Brothers. So I, as you can tell, Tara, I am a worthy element <laughs> for any boy band that comes out of the, the Carnell's broadcast booth. Well, we may have to have Brad Thompson back on to, to see if he wants to amend his uh, his selections uh, or just, you know, you know next, add someone next, else to the group. Next time you go to the, oh, and then don't forget that during the caravan, uh, the winter warm-up we, we just had in, in uh, San Luis this year, uh, Benji, he went on stage and I made him dance. So Benji can be a backup dancer because <laughs> I don't think he go. can sing. Yadi can sing. I don't know if he'll be up for it, but he can sing. Uh, so, hey, Brad, you, you know what, Brad? You, this is better. You, you, and I'm looking at where? There's the camera. Brad, this is for you. This is a challenge. Put together your boy band. I will put together my boy band. Mi grupo. <laughs> Mi grupo against your boy band. And let's see what's up. There you go. Middle of the, maybe like all-star break, all-star week. We'll have like a, a, a sing-off or something between the between the boy bands. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I I know I know I know my band. I know my grupo is gonna be ready. There you and go. I, I'm. Uh, you watch. You Challenge watch. is on, Brad Thompson. <laughs> I just somehow ended up in the middle of this, but I'm okay with it. I'm not mad about it. You're the it. instigator. You're I, the instigator. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Girls. <laughs> there, it's true, right? Uh, let's circle back to baseball. Um, and yes. before we talk about the 2019 Cardinals, for people who maybe aren't familiar with how you ended up in St. Louis, you were with the Dodgers for a long time. Now you're with St. Louis, bringing this Spanish broadcast to so many fans in the area as well as around the country because Cardinals fans are everywhere. What brought you to St. Louis? What brought me to St. Louis, an opportunity, a text. Uh, like you said, after me working with, uh, for Time Warner Cable, working with the Dodgers. Then in uh, 2014, I started working for the Dodgers, not to Time Warner, with Time, Time Warner Cable anymore. It was a text, a text from uh, Eduardo Ortega. Eduardo Ortega, he is the uh, broadcaster, the Spanish voice for the Padres for over 25 years. Somebody who was born and raised in my hometown of Tijuana, Mexico. Somebody that I look up to. Somebody that I grew up listening to on the radio. He's a young guy. He's probably 55 now and he's been doing MLB for at least 25 years with the Padres and he also did a couple of years with the Giants. So um, he knew that, that I was ready after working with him for one year uh, in the Mexican Winter Bowl. Uh, 2014, I did the, the Mexican Winter Bowl uh, for Aguila de Mexicali where he was doing radio and I was doing TV alongside Pedro Gutierrez, who also works for the Padres. And why is that important? Because those two people I've known for years, and they've seen me work hard when I was at Dodger Stadium with Time Warner Cable and with the Dodgers. And, with, and when Eduardo uh, was in San Luis in 2016, he sends me a text, and he always called me Polito, even though I'm like 5'10", 5'11", I like to think, and 265 last time I checked, he always called me Polito, like Little Polo. 
he texts me a text, sends me a text, hey, Polito, I'm in San Luis. I heard that the Cardinals are looking for somebody to do two games at the end of this season, 2016. If you are interested, I think you're ready. If you want to, let me know. I can send you the contact of the person that you can contact. And what am I going to say? No. I mean, <laughs> of course, you know, that's something that, that I – I never even thought about, you know, doing doing MLB play by play, but at that moment I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, go through with this. I sent a text to Kyle Garcia. Kyle Garcia used to be he doesn't work there with uh, with La Quebuena anymore, who's the first broadcast partner the Cardinals had in Spanish. So Kyle Garcia, I got in, in touch with him, and after you know a few weeks of, of interviews and other people from actually established uh, MLB broadcasters applied for this chance to do two games. For the Cardinals in 2016, Kyle Garcia, thankfully, he picked me. Uh, we did those two games, and that's that's the beginning of what I hope to be a long, very, very long career with Polo and the Cardinals. Well, from my perspective, the reaction to that has been great. But what's it been like for you getting responses and, and seeing the reactions from doing more and more games over the last couple of seasons? Tremendo. Tremendo. It's great. I mean, it's more than I can even imagine. The The first two games we did, again, with Benji Molina, uh, the first game we did, it was a very controversial walk-off win for the Cardinals. I remember clearly it was against the Reds. It was uh, the ninth inning. The Cardinals were winning. Then uh, the Reds tied it up the game. They tie up the game. Then the, the, ten, the ninth inning comes along. Mike Carpenter uh, happens to be at first base. Yeah, the Molina hits a ball over the uh, – the, uh, the left fielder's head, the ball bounces. I mean, I, I'm new to the stadium, so I don't really know the rules. The ball bounces off the wall, but it goes over the little ledge that we have there on, on right above the, the, the retire numbers and, and all the, the Hall of Famers. And it was supposed to be a double, but the umpires just let the ball roll. So Carpenter scores all the way from first on a hit by Yari Molina, who happens to be the brother of my my – my co, uh, my colleague there, Benji Molina. So it was exciting. I mean, that call had a lot of play. We even made it to like top 10 on ESPN. MLB Network picked it up. So when that's the beginning of yeah. something, <laughs> everybody picks it up, you know. And seriously, I get chills every time I, I, I tell the story and I have the video uh, on my phone. That's how it started. And, and that was the beginning of something who's been great, something that has been amazing, so good. Tara, my friends, amigos, that this year, even against my will, because I said, no, you know what? It's, it's too soon. I mean, I would love to have one, but it's too soon. Let's give it a little more time. Benji Molina and Polo Asterio are getting their own bobblehead uh, on September, I believe September 15 or 16, the weekend against the Brewers. It's on a Sunday. So you can, you know, go ahead, carnal.com, shameless plug, buy your ticket, buy the special theme ticket, and you can get a, Apollo Asensio, Benji Molina, Bobblehead. A lot of people make fun of, of the idea because, you know, I have a big mug. Uh, <laughs> even even Adam Wainwright, he's like, hey, dude, you have a big melon. And, you know, when, that, when Adam Wainwright tells you you have a big melon, you take that as a compliment. You don't take that as a, anything bad. So, I mean, as you can tell, I'm happy. I'm excited, not only for what we've done, but what we're doing. With, again, with Benji, this time around with La Tremenda, Ocho Ochenta without the support of, of Mr. Dan Farrell, uh, Ann Carroll, Selena, Selena Allen. I mean, those are people that always help us at the stadium and without the fans. I mean, what, what the fans have done for us, it's a lot more than I can even think of. And, and there's no words for me to thank every single 
fan of San Luis. Not only the ones that speak Spanish, because this is a Spanish broadcast, but the ones that don't, or the ones that are learning. They come up to us, they, hey, Polo, Benji, oh my God, you guys did this, that's so great. Your call, oh my God, hey, maybe we should, you know, have sometimes you guys do some in English or whatever. But, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. But what I do know is this next season, we're going to do a little more than 50 games, which if you start at two, you <laughs> yeah. go 50. I mean, seriously, I, I'm grateful and I'm happy and I'm excited because it's time to fly 12 and 19 and, and this team is looking good. It's exciting to see what is to come. Do you have, I, I asked for some questions from fans on Twitter, on Instagram. One of them was, do you have a favorite moment so far in a game that you've had the chance to call? Aside from that one, because that that's going to be forever Hard my favorite Hard to beat, one. right? <laughs> Hard to beat the first time you're there and that happens. Uh, I, I mean, it happens to be another Yari Molina moment. No, no, no bias here. It just happens to be Yari Molina. He's pretty Molina. good at those. He's pretty good at those. He, he, <laughs> he's pretty, pretty good at those. Uh, it was against uh, the Pirates late last season. Ivan Nova, fastball, boom, to Yari, close. Yari's on the ground. And you know if, if a ball puts Yari on the ground, he's looking for revenge. The very next pitch hits a bomb over the left field home run. Everybody goes nuts. I go nuts. Benji Molina goes nuts because imagine your brother. You know, he is his biggest fan. Benji is Yadi's biggest fan, second to none. And when that happens, sometimes I just stay quiet. I look at Benji and I think of my brother. I think of my brother uh, home, you know, growing up in the dirt fields of Tijuana. They grew up in the dirt fields of Puerto Rico. So somehow I feel that connection. And to me, that moment, Great. Just because what happened before, the pitch before, you know, Ivan Nova tried to, you know, put his his men fortitude in there against uh, against El Capitan Molina. And then Capitan Molina said, hey, Ivan, chill. Capitan <laughs> Molina. Boom. That's that's one of the best and, and the most exciting moments for me. Yes. Let's start there talking about this team because Yadier Molina is the captain of this team. He is the heart and soul of the St. Louis but Cardinals. Wait, wait. You, you have to say Capitan. 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 There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> um, this team isn't what it is without Yadier Molina. So I, people keep asking, how long is he going to play? How much does he have left? What is it from your perspective that makes Molina so special when he can do what he does year and year and year and year in succession? I am going to compare it to somebody that you really hate or somebody you really love to hate. In this case, let's go Cardinal fans, the Cubs. Right now, everybody, Cardinals Nation, and I'm not going to talk about Chris Bryant or, or Anthony Rizzo or any of them, Javier Baez, because they're from Puerto Rico. They're actually from the same town. They're, they're good friends. Yadi was at, at Javi's uh, a wedding just uh, two, two, three or four weeks ago. So they have that, that oomph. That's something, that pimienta, we call it pimienta, pepper, the spice, el, el sabor. So Cardinal fans hate Javier Baez because he is a great player, because he is arrogant on the field, because he lets you know he is better than you. Everybody else hates Yadier Molina for that same reason. <laughs> yeah. but, but if Javier Baez was with the Cardinals, come on, they love we him. will be... Love we him. will be crazy about yeah. him. And I'm not saying, let's say, like Goldschmidt. He's a great player. But it's a different kind of greatness. Goldschmidt, Carpenter, I mean, uh, Paul DeYoung, Bader, they go about it in a different way. You know, we're going to go to play. We're going to work. We want to show we can do this. 
But it's there's something there. There's something there with with the idea that everybody, everywhere he goes, you know he's somebody special. Even if you don't know that Yadier Molina is Yadier Molina, you see him walking on the street, you're like, look at that guy. I got. I don't know what he does, but he's special, and that is something that not not everybody has. You can be the greatest baseball player in the world. You can be Mike Trout, but with all due respect to Mike Trout, he doesn't have what Javier Molina has. That that special. I don't know if I can call it an angel, an angel, algo, something that that takes care that takes care of him. But he has that that makes him that great. And me. As a Dodger fan, before I started working with the Cardinals, <laughs> you better believe I used to hate him, but I used to love to hate him. I said, you know what? I want to be that guy. I want to be like that guy. I want somebody like that on my team. I will go to war with that guy. Mm. And that's what happens with Yadier. So how long is he going to play? I don't know. I mean, I might have heard one thing and the other, but as long as he wants to play, he's going to have a place with the Cardinals no matter what. And whoever comes after him, he needs to think about this. Don't be or don't try to be like Yadier Molina because Yadier Molina, Capitan, solamente hay uno. There's only going to be one Yadier Molina. Just like there was only one, there's only one Cardinals baseball, there's only one Capitan Molina. So when, when he retires, everybody, we need to enjoy it right now because when he retires, he might be the last breed of that kind of player for the Cardinals. Hopefully somebody else comes back and comes up and, and does something special he's doing and, and, and enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Big shoes to fill at some point for sure. But we saw him this week on the fields with the pitchers and the other catchers who reported. He's kind of, you know, holding these little almost mini clinics with the other catchers out there. He does so much. Um, but when you look at the pitching staff for this, for this 2019 team, a lot of names, a lot of guys who have the opportunity to step in and do something special. Does anyone stand out to you? Well, again, it's it's an obvious answer to me because we all want to see Jack Flaherty. How great is the flame, La Flama, like I call him, La Flama. I was I had a chance to be with him during the caravan, mm. and I told him, hey, you know, we put we give nicknames to the players, and your nickname is La Flama. And he's like, no, 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 La Flama is, uh, is uh, uh, Jordan Hicks. I'm like, listen, you play baseball, I put the nicknames. It's all right? So, yeah, so, so he's, like, oh, he's like, all right, all right, all right. So I, I cannot wait to see where this kid can take us because he's electric. He, he, last year we saw twice this, this duel and, and pay attention to Jack Flaherty and Walker Bueller with the Dodgers. We saw them battle twice last season. And they were great games, both of them, because of the way they pitch. So those two guys are going to face each other, hopefully, God willing, and they both stay healthy for a long, long time. And those two kids are there for us to enjoy. But obviously, that's the Dodgers' problem. We have our Jack Flaherty. So I am excited to see Jack. Uh, and again, see wh where he can take it. Obviously, Michael has big surprise last year. Uh, Carlos Martinez, electric again. But what kind of Carlos Martinez are we going to see? Alex Reyes, he even said it himself, I am tired of seeing my name on the prospect list. Yeah. I want to be I want to be a, a starter. I want to be established starter. So that's another one that we want to see. But we kind of know what he has in store. We are just waiting for him to be healthy and do it throughout the season. But I, I again, Jack Flaherty, I, I cannot wait to see what, what he brings. And hopefully, hopefully we're all right because 
I just traded for him on my fantasy league. So hey, I gave up. I gave up Chris Sale for Jack Flaherty. So hey, come on now. There you go. Important, <laughs> important for him to have a good season. No, yes. I was, I was super impressed with him last year. Um, and I think we all kind of had an idea of what he could be, but to see him step into that. Um, that role so instantly, really, at the major league level was really impressive. I want to ask you about Carlos Martinez. Um, ben Goder actually on Twitter brought this up. There's been this kind of long-running theme with Carlos Martinez in his major league career, the idea that sometimes he's immature or his uh, he's too emotional or he's too this or his hair is too this or his whatever is too that. There seems to be that that narrative. And it's interesting to maybe see that from a different perspective and and... and you mentioned how there's a difference in the way that a Matt Carpenter or a Paul DeYoung bring their greatness to the field versus someone like a Yadier Molina or, or a Carlos Martinez even. Is that a, is that a fair way to, to say that, that there is a difference in kind of the style and the, the mentality of how they play this game that maybe not everyone quite understands? I didn't see anybody complaining last year when they were giving away those four different bobbleheads of Carlos Martinez. Uh -huh. You know, that's that's the way to see it. Every day, if he wants to change his, by the way, he cut his hair just recently, he so he, so he went he went short, not as short as me, but hey, Mother Nature didn't bless me with those locks. Um, when when you're excited to get a bobblehead from a player, it, there's because of something. You know, you you're not gonna get excited to go get a bobblehead of the last guy on the bench for any team. And when you see Carlos Martinez, that's what you see. You see excitement, you see magnetism, you see a, a special aura. Again, one of those players, he can be somebody that maybe can somehow fill the void once Yadier decides to, to retire. Carlos Martinez is electric. Carlos Martinez is electric on and off the field. He is one of those players that any day can give you a no-hitter or any day can go south. One, one conversation I had last year with a couple guys, like how cool would it be to see Carlos as the closer of the team? Because he has that electricity, that, 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 that talent to be the closer. But somebody said, but he might not have the right mindset to be the closer. And then I said, but he's always ready to be the closer. You need to be ready all the time. And that guy, you know, he can be out having dinner late or having a couple of cold lemonades with his friends, but then he's one of the first ones on the field the next day. So he is always ready. Carlos Martinez has that magnetism, like I said. It's like, it's a mystery. You don't know if you're going to get the purple, the red, the, the, the platinum, or the blonde Carlos Martinez. Uh, all I can say with me, he's been great. With other people, he's been great. And don't forget, we obviously measure them by what they do on the field. But with his Tsunami Foundation, Tsunami Wave Foundation, he's done a lot of great yeah. for people, not only in San Luis, but Dominican Republic, Venezuela, and Mexico. So sometimes we forget that the players are also human. We just worry about getting their bobblehead, their autograph, their picture. But one thing that I always tell fans when they ask me for, for a picture or or uh, an autograph, I always say, how you doing? What's your name? Uh, what, what great, like, strike that 10 second conversation that might sound meaningless, but at the end of the day, that is what you're taking home. Because the autograph, you can lose it. The bobblehead, you can break it, but the memory is gonna be there forever. And the memories Carlos Martinez gives us every time he comes to, to pitch, 
those are the ones that we're going to stick with. Hopefully, he takes us there to another championship. And I think he has – we all know he has it. We all know he has it. It's just a matter of understanding that even though you might think he's not trying his best or his hardest on the mound, he's always trying his hardest. So Carlos Martinez is one of those guys that, that ah, come on, or yeah, come on, you know. And, and I think people understand that by now. And he, I think he's the perfect player for a, a, a city like San Luis. It's a perfect player because of the way he is. Uh, the way he is in a city like, let's say, New York or Miami or L.A., it might be a little different because of the population, because of, of a lot of maybe distractions that, that those cities, cities give you. San Luis, it's a city that gives you a lot of entertainment, a lot of fun things to do because it's not boring. But at the same time, it always invites you to, hey, it's time to go home because tomorrow is time to work because San Luis is a city that works. I'm not saying all the other cities are not, but it's a city that tells you, okay, this is it. Go home because tomorrow is time to do it again. Carlos Martinez is, is that. He, he's enigmatic. He's exciting. And again, just like everybody in this team, I, I cannot wait what he can show us this season. Yeah, he's he's someone that to me is one of the most exciting players in baseball when when he's right. Um, it's just a matter of getting all of the moving parts working in the same direction at the same time mm -hmm. as, as far as that's concerned. What his role is this year will be very interesting to watch as far as you know, how long he stays in the starting rotation, if he moves to the bullpen, what what has to change for those pieces to shift. A lot going on there as well. When you look at the addition of a guy like Paul Goldschmidt for this team, this was a team that could, at times last year, score a ton of runs. Then you add Paul Goldschmidt to that mix. There's a lot of offensive firepower here. Mm -hmm. There is. And this is something I was thinking about before we, we, we connected. Last season, it was not a bad season. It was a bad season because we didn't make the playoff. But a player, let's say a player like Matt Carpenter, he had a tremendous late August and September hitting, I mean, that weekend in, in Chicago, six home runs or whatever he did, he just destroyed the city of Chicago, baseball speaking. If, if he had done that at the beginning of the year, instead of hitting 195 or below 200, if he could have done that, let's say, use some of those home runs at the beginning of the season and help the Cardinals win five or six games at the beginning, we make the playoffs. So at the end, when you see the numbers, he had a great season, but he didn't have a great season because he started slow. He fixed it, and we all enjoyed it, and we are happy for it because, you know, the salsa kicked in, and, and we had a lot of fun with that. So little things like that, people don't, don't realize that can change the season. If we don't have, if, like Yadi, he was out for a month or so. Who knows what happens yeah. if instead of being a month, He's, he's there. We make the playoffs. So this team is ready to explode. With Goldie and the lineup, I'm excited. Again, I mean, the, the, maybe, hey, kids, the, the word of the day is excited. Every time I say excited, everybody jumps like Pee -wee, Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse or whatever it used to be. Um, with, with Goldie, Osuna is going to be better. Paul DeYoung is going to be better. Matt Carpenter is going to be better. Bader is going to be better. Yadier Molina is going to be better, if you, you know, if you believe that. Colton Wong is going to be better. It, it just, it's a great problem to have right now, to have all those guys at least penciled in or penciled to have 20-plus home runs in a season. And don't forget, 
We have Jose Martinez, Cafecito Martinez, ready. Hopefully, again, you know, trade here, trade there. He's part of the Cardinals right now, so let's count on him to be part of the Cardinals. The same with Robocop, as I call him, Robocop, uh, Tyler O'Neill. The guy is ready to kill it also. And the the, the question, who's going to be the, the the role player coming from the bench for the infield? Jed Jerko. I mean, he, he can be a starter anywhere. You know, Jairo Munoz, he can also be one of those guys that can play a lot any other team. And then we have uh, uh, this kid that we got from Texas. So we have a whole team that it's very balanced. And I know everybody, every everything, you know, when you tweet this out, somebody's going to say, make a show when we sign Brian Harper, Bryce Harper. Make a show when we sign Manny Machado. They're not signed here. Not yet. Maybe they will. I don't know. But let's enjoy what we have. And we have a really good team from 1 to 40. Because I'm not going to stop at 25. I'm going to go 1 to 40 and beyond. This team is ready. And the Central is going to be a battle. It's going to be a fight with the Cubs. It's going to be a fight with Milwaukee. And how about those Reds? Matt They're Kemp, sneaky. They're sneaky. Yastiel Puig. <laughs> Alex Wood, Sonny Gray. I mean, those four guys alone, and I, I know I'm forgetting a couple more. Those four guys are impact guys on any team. You add them to a team that has Joey Votto, Scooter Jeanette, Eugenio Suarez. This is going to be fun to watch. And, and But again, I know the Cardinals are ready. If you want to listen to them in English, fine. But if you can listen to them in Spanish, even mejor. I'm going to have to work on my Spanish so that I can follow <laughs> along a little bit better. It's a it's a goal of mine. Not quite there yes. yet, but maybe I'll listen in Spanish more often to help my uh my learning you have process. To. Um you, you need you need to you need to go to Spotify and just listen to music in Spanish. That's how I learned my go. English. Okay. Because you know, I, I moved to the United States when I was 20. When I got married at 20, that's when I moved to the United States. Mm. I lived in Tijuana from birth till I was 20. And yes, you know, English there is, is, is used a lot because we're border town with San Diego and, and there's a wall that divides us because there's a wall already, people. And um, it's just one of those things that you just grew up uh, picking up English here and there. But I picked it up and, and I think I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Doing just fine as far as I can tell. <laughs> uh, so I'll work on my Spanish. I want a nickname now that you've told me all these other nicknames. So think about it. We'll, we'll work on that okay. this season. Okay. Last thing okay. I want to talk to you about, the, the Mexico series for Major League Baseball mm. this year. Um, it's been so exciting for me to watch baseball go to some of these other places. Of course, the, the London series is happening this year as well. We've seen baseball go to some places where it's always so fascinating to me to hear uh, particularly American fans talk about how baseball is dying and it's not as fun anymore. And then you see it go to these other places and you realize maybe it's not baseball that's the problem because fans love this game all around the world. How exciting is it for you to see this series coming up in Mexico? You know, last year, um, that's the first, well, the first time in a long time they did it with the Padres and the Dodgers. I was bummed because if because I, I was bummed because I had to work and I, I said because you know what, what we do is it's not real work I mean it is real work don't, don't don't you think that I don't get paid for it but when I saw the dates I'm like oh I'm gonna be in San Luis which it made me feel silly because I'm gonna be doing what I love to do but then oh, I wish I wasn't because I could go to Monterrey and be part of the Padres and the Dodgers because I'm a baseball fan I am a baseball fanatic 
And and now this year, when they told me last season that this was going to happen, I'm like, wow, it cannot get any better for me. You know, for a kid born and raised in Mexico, grew up playing baseball in Tijuana, grew up watching baseball in Tijuana. One thing that, that a lot of people don't know, in, in Mexico, baseball is, is year-round. And when I say year-round, I'm not talking about Little League. I'm not talking about, you know, the Sunday uh, leagues or, or weekday leagues. There's a, a summer league that starts in April and ends in September. Then, then there's the winter league that starts in October and in January. So you technically, you only have one and a half months of no real professional baseball in Mexico. And there's teams from Tijuana, the north, all the way to Cancun in the south. And, and people enjoy it. People love it. People, people have fun. Uh, there's so much fun. If you have a, if you ever have a chance to go and watch baseball in Mexico, Republica Dominicana, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, do it because it's a big party on the field. It's a bigger party on the stands, and, and it just, it, it just, it's a global sport. People talk about soccer being the global sport, and yeah, you know, soccer has a lot of fans, but baseball, we ask nothing, nothing. Uh, or, or soccer has nothing on baseball when it comes down to fans. And, and you're going to see it. You know, people are going to watch it on TV and you're going to see the Estadio Monterrey holds about 25, 26,000 people. It's, it's going to be packed and it's going to be fun. It's, I'm, 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 I'm kind of bummed that it's only two games. Dodgers Padres played three games last year. <laughs> we're, only we're only playing two games this year. And then, you know, I don't know if you read it, the, and I heard this before uh, I read it, but, you know, I keep it quiet. Uh, there's a chance that the Cardinals might go play in London next year, either London or Puerto Rico. I mean, imagine for, for Yadier Molina to go play a professional baseball game with the Cardinals because he played professional in the winter ball uh, a few years back to go back to Puerto Rico and play in front of his people like like they did last season with the Indians and, and, and the uh, the Twins. It's going to be great. And, and pay attention to those games, even if, if the, the Cardinals are not playing because you can see the excitement and, and, and it just the excitement of, again, excitement is the word of the day, uh, of, of baseball. Baseball, el rey de los deportes en México y en Latinoamérica. Well, I'm excited about it. The Cardinals take on the Reds in uh, in that series, April 13th April. and 14th, I believe. Yep. So looking mm -hmm. forward to that. Circle those dates Are on you the going? calendar. I'm not at this point. I would love to, ah. to work it out, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. But hopefully tequila, I will... Tequila on me. Tequila on me go. as we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully I will get to St. Louis before too long. We can continue this conversation there. Polo, thank you so much for your time this morning. I'm excited about baseball, just having <laughs> this conversation with you. So we're looking forward to uh, what we hear from you in Spanish and in English this season. Yeah, no, be, be excited, everybody. Be excited, Cardinal fans, baseball fans. And, and, you know, one thing that we did last season also, we had Facebook Live every Friday. I don't know if we're going to do it every Friday or every day. I don't know what the plans are for that. But I do know that our first official game in Spanish is going to be opening day at home against the Padres, April 4th. And every weekend you can catch Polo Asensio, Benji Molina, en Español, on La Tremenda 880, also MLB, a bad app worldwide. And I can tell you that April we're going to do a lot of home games during the week, something that we have not done. And But then uh, once April ends, we're going to go back to the weekends and it's going to be exciting. And I, and I, and you know, it's been a while since, since this eyes got stung by champagne and it's about time. It's about time we get some champagne on my beautiful hair that is no longer there.
I agree. I think a lot of fans in St. Louis uh, would agree with that as well. So hopefully that's the way this season ends, but we're looking forward to the beginning of it. And I'm appreciative of your time today. So thanks. Thank you very much. And for those that like to follow me on Twitter, Polo Asensio, A-S-C-E-N-C-I-O, and also on Instagram, Polo's View. You can learn a little bit more about me. Baseball. I love wrestling, too, if you ever want to talk about wrestling. I love baseball, wrestling, my dogs, my family, and food. That's what you're going to get a lot on Instagram. <laughs> what more could you want from an right. Instagram follow? That's, that's <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So make sure you're following him there, and uh, we'll see him throughout the season. Gracias. If you're not excited about the 2019 season after listening to that, um, I'd go back and listen to it again because you cannot listen to Polo talk about this team, to Polo and Benji call a game and not feel that incredibly positive energy and the excitement and the passion for this game without buying into it yourself. So buy into it. Be excited about what's happening in 2019, not what isn't going to happen in 2019. That's my little soapbox moment for all of you. So thanks again to Polo for joining me today, sharing some of that excitement and that positivity with us all as we gear up for the start of spring training games and then heading into the regular season. Of course, looking forward to that Mexico series, April 13th and 14th against the Reds. For Polo, for Birds on the Black, I'm Tara Wellman, and I'll talk to you next time.